Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines. Located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Boise, right in the middle of the dairy block in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field. Do you like wine? Do you like Pinot? Do you like, say, a rosé? Do you like some white wines? Do you like some Rieslings? You know what? Do you like wine? Go to Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, They are pretty much the best experience you can have in Denver to enjoy the uh, atmosphere of being around great wine and also a great serving staff, a great knowledgeable serving staff, uh, people who will treat you right and give you the best possible atmosphere you can have while enjoying your wine. Uh, They opened up in late 2018 and they have been going strong ever since. They have their own wine, uh, excuse me, they have their own vineyards in uh, the Russian River Valley in California and it goes directly from there to Blanchard and uh, it basically gives you the best experience you can have without being in California or driving 250 miles to Grand Junction, Colorado. Blanchard Family Wines, they are on Instagram and Facebook under Blanchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, right in the middle of the dairy block in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Uh, Today is a regular Mortcast, and we're going to be talking about... The Nuggets. Oh, the season is upon us. It is right upon us. We, um, you know, I, I, I'm to the point now where I've been doing this for so long. And when I say doing this, I have been covering the Nuggets since 2009. And uh, I got to say that after 10 years, the off season goes from I can't wait for media day and it turns into, oh God, where did the off season go? <laughs> that is 100% what it is for me right now. This off season seemed to have gone by, has gone by extremely fast. And uh, but at the same time, I am looking forward to this new season and to see what the Nuggets have up their sleeve and what they can give us for the new season. Um, I was not able to go to camp. I have got some things I will explain later going on uh, in regards to my brother and his uh, chemotherapy and uh, his treatment for leukemia. And uh, I will be explaining that later. It's going to be a process that involves me. And uh, I'm going to be doing some things tied to that that are pretty, actually pretty neat. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a couple episodes. Um, but coming into this year, the Nuggets, this is the first team with expectations the Nuggets had, basically since Carmelo Anthony was here. Uh, let's be honest with you, the teams with Ty Lawson and Danilo Gallinari did not have any expectations. Some expectations were, uh, elevated with, uh, um, Andre Iguodala after his, Sudden trade to the Nuggets in August of 2013. Excuse me, 2012. And, uh, but that wasn't near what these expectations are. Um, that team came out of nowhere, kind of like last year's team. But no one expected that team to win 57 games. Uh, this Nuggets team is different. This Nuggets team is... Uh, basically, I have not seen expectations like this since 2009-2010. 
Uh, and that Nuggets team went to the Western Conference Finals. So with expectations comes pressure. With pressure comes uh, how do you deal with it? And I think that is really the biggest question for this Nuggets team. How do you deal with the pressure of having expectation? It's very easy to surprise people. It's very easy to come up and have nothing, you know, expected of you in order to uh, advance and become a a team that wins 54 games out of nowhere, kind of like the Nuggets in 2013, uh, winning 57. But this team is a little different because it feels more sustainable. Uh, The trade of uh, Jeremy Grant to Denver um, kind of solidified an issue uh, and kind of made it better, an issue that the Nuggets were having, specifically um, the lack of rim protection. Paul Paul Millsap is, uh, in basketball terms, fairly old, um, and Nikola Jokic is not uh, a leaper and a rim protector. He is a better defender than people give him credit for. I know that sounds like a Nuggets company line, but honestly, if you look at him, he is a better defender. He's never going to be, you know, a rim protector. But he is not uh, as bad a defender as people think, you know. And I think that just people look at him and say, big, slow, white guy. And they think, okay, forget about him. But he is smart, and he does know where to be on the court. And that is part of it. But knowing that his actual uh, – his not faults, but his shortcomings involve rim protection, having someone like Jeremy Grant coming in and um, – helping out with that and him him being able to solidify that aspect of defense is going to be invaluable, specifically when it comes to spelling Paul Millsap. Um, Rather than having Mason Plumlee come in and and play with uh, um, Nikola Jokic, having him, Jeremy Grant, come in with Mason Plumlee adds a different element to it, you become a defensive second unit rather than a offensive second unit. And uh, it's, it's good. it'll be interesting to see how the Nuggets sprinkling these lineups. The biggest thing, though, is the uh, apparent health and we'll say the expectation that has been desperately tried to tamp any tamp down by the Denver Nuggets, but it was kind of elevated by them. After the, <laughs> here's some context here. We talked about this on CSG, or the Mordcast, about, well, during the offseason. So we're around free agency. Um, the Nuggets had every expectation, and then Tim Connolly addressed this at Media Day. The Nuggets had every expectation to go after some free agents. Um, long story short, when you can't get a meeting with people who still don't believe in you, um, for whatever reason, and it becomes, you know, <laughs> that's end of free agency becomes difficult. A lot of it has to do with uh, they would rather live in L.A. than Denver. Well, whatever. You know, it's free agency, and when you're an unrestricted free agent, you can go wherever the hell you want. I will always support that in, in players. you got to make your destination more attractive. And as I said before, the Nuggets have only done this for one year. Um, you're going to have to do it for more than one year for people to start believing in your organization. 
you're going to have to do be in the playoffs for more than one year. You're going to have to advance past the first round for more than one year. It's a process, and the Nuggets have yet, yet to get there. So with that in mind, um, there was a sudden change in the uh, expectation thrust upon Michael Porter Jr., uh, and uh, there was a bunch of stories about how Michael Porter Jr. was looking really good, uh, headed up by Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, there are, look, some of this is that you, despite the Nuggets tamping down expectations, uh, after they raised expectations in, um, in uh, after free agency didn't go the way they wanted, um, there's a difference between that and what people see. There's videos coming out with Michael Porter Jr. shooting half-court shots and doing slick dunks and being part of an offense and cutting and, and getting nice behind-the-back passes from Nikola Jokic, uh, and it raises expectations. The Nuggets' future does not hinge this year, specifically, does not hinge on Michael Porter Jr., but if he pounds out the way that people think he will, it will shoot them into a, another level that we have not seen. Um, keep that in your brain as, you're, as you are watching the Nuggets, specifically early part of the season. Um, the, well, if, you, if we get to watch the first part of the season. And I have every expectation they'll eventually, Altitude and the Big Three Networks will eventually get this figured out. But it's, I would be, based on people I've talked to, it's going to be a, a process. And some people need to realize certain things on both sides in order for this to get done. And this may take, seriously may take the NBA and NHL intervening and saying get a deal done. So hopefully for the sake of the people who are the avalanche are all already playing and the nuggets who will begin their season soon hopefully these uh, things will get worked out so people can you know actually watch the games uh if not listen to them on the radio that's what i had to do for most of my childhood because half those nugget those nuggets games were on cable and not everyone had cable and so i had to listen to jeff kingery and jerry Schemmel on uh, radio broadcasts, and it was fun, and I really did enjoy it. It was just part of what you had to do. Um, but anyway, I digressed. Michael Porter Jr. is a wild card among wild cards, and I personally don't think, I don't have a ton of expectations beyond <clears throat> hoping that he flashes. That's it. Um, yeah, it he is not your typical rookie. He's kind of like Ben Simmons uh, a couple of years ago. He's not your typical rookie. He is he is a guy who is really in his second year and got to watch an NBA team up close and be around the structure of an NBA team and got to travel with an NBA team and learned what that was about. Um, he hasn't played, but he has also been around the team, and that has been experiences invaluable. And I think he will be a little more advanced than where people think he will be. But I wouldn't expect miracles. But there again, Michael Porter Jr. just adds that little thing. They have a gaping hole right now at the small forward spot. Uh, will Barton was expressed incredulity 
that there was an open competition for the small forward spot. I am a bit surprised that he would feel that way based on his own performance last year. But there again, that confidence is what Wade made makes Will Barton Will Barton for better or worse. And you don't want him to lose that that confidence. You want him to be able to retain that and be able to be irrationally confident um, in his own abilities because, you know, that's what makes him him, and you need that part of Will Barton. However, there is a very, very big fact that um, the Portland Trailblazers were able to, and uh, Rodney Hood, were able to exploit the Nuggets' lack of size at small forward position. For as much as people say that this is not a, this is a positionless league, there is a lot of BS that goes with that. And a lot of that had to do with the decline of the centers and the way that the Miami Heat played from 2010 to 2014. The league is going back to positions, largely. And what's happened is that those positions are getting bigger. Um, Alex English, uh, the greatest scorer and possibly the greatest player in Nuggets history, was a six foot seven small forward. Um, Rodney Hood was six nine, six eight, six nine, and he just dominated the Nuggets on the small forward position. The Nuggets did not have the size to compete with what they were, and Rodney Hood is not that good. Rodney Hood is not that good. I rhymed, and I didn't even mean to. But Rodney Hood is not particularly good. He had pretty much had a pedestrian rest of the playoffs besides the Nuggets series. Um, And he was able to exploit the Nuggets' lack of size. Um, Will Barton was not uh, going to be big enough. Uh, Torrey Craig is not big enough. It just wasn't what uh, they needed. Michael Porter Jr. is six foot ten, legit six foot ten. He is a gallo six foot ten, so actually six foot ten. Um, you know, when people are the, the NBA's uh, revised rule about lying about your height. Um, so uh, there is there's people out there who like say with the Nuggets history, Nene, they always listen to him at six eleven. He was not six eleven. He was pushing six nine. Okay, and some would say he was six eight when he was with the Nuggets. That's he was never that big. It was just George George Carl never played centers now uh, of any size until he was forced to in two thousand thirteen. Um, I digress. Michael Board Jr. is legitimately six foot ten and lanky, big, and he's a guy that can play the size game in a way that the Nuggets haven't been able to exploit in a very, very long, well, since, I don't know, since Gallo was here, and Gallo, one of the, one of Gallo's best assets was being able to exploit mismatches. And that was, you know, he had his, a career year for him last year. Um, and a lot of it was him doing what he did in Denver, was exploiting mismatches, hitting threes, and which is what you need from Michael Porter Jr., because no one else on the road, may, you know, maybe Wancho, but Wancho is not that guy. Wancho is a spot-up guy and a slasher. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is in everything, and you need in everything. 
and Will Barton is not an everything. Will Barton is a very, 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 if they play him at small forward, a very undersized small, small, small forward. Yes, that is the truth. And if Michael Porter Jr. can come out and just be that part, be that amazing part that we all think slash expect him to be this year, I don't expect it, but if it happens, um, this Nuggets team goes into the stratosphere. And that is exciting to think about. So hopefully that is where they're going. You know, look, we're only we're about to start this preseason. We're a couple weeks away from the first regular season game in Portland. We'll see what where the Nuggets are. They seem to be razor focused. Uh, Michael uh, Malone seemed to be very much focused. He didn't appreciate my question about the team, uh, <laughs> the team losing. Uh, more regular season games, but being a better team. He didn't like that. And I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate that um, that mindset. You need to be, have that confidence. You need to be able to say, no, we're going to be better. Um, but the fact remains, this team, this Nuggets team, due to the way the West is right now, could be a much better team than last year, but l- win less regular season games um, due to how the West is stacked. Everyone saw the Lakers just annihilate, annihilate the Warriors as preseason. But the Warriors got some problems, man. Man, that, that team. Uh, but they annihilated the Warriors. You got the Clippers. Uh, you got this. Uh, you got a re- more reloaded uh, Houston Rockets. I mean, you still got the Blazers. You got the Utah Jazz. You got Mike Conley. I mean, it is it. It's different now, folks. And the Nuggets could be a better team and win fewer regular season games. But you know what? All you need is the right matchup in the playoffs. Period. That's what you need. And the Nuggets have that mentality. They they are going if they have a mentality of they're going to just be as good as they can be. They can win fewer regular season games and still, you know be a better team uh, without having, you know, to win 57 games next year and exceed what they did, you know. George Carl's axiom was always about maximizing regular season wins for playoff positioning. That was his philosophy, and there's some credence to that. There's some credence to having maximizing your regular season position in order to get a better position in the playoffs. But you also have to be a better team, and where George Carl's teams kind of slid until 2008-9 to 2009-10, uh, until that point, where they were doing was they were trying to stack up regular season wins, and then they get to the playoffs to get swept because they weren't actually that good. They would just maximize their home court. Uh, now these Nuggets teams overall are better, and the addition of Michael Porter Jr. and this and Jeremy Grant. Um, these guys probably are the little bits of sweetener that you need on top of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray that make this team go around. And hopefully, hopefully, this year, for the Nuggets' sake, turns out to be that much better. All right, well, thank you for joining me on the latest Mortcast and the Wind Ambience. And I don't think we had many crickets today, but we'll, you know, can't be a little disappointed about that, but maybe next time. All right. Thank you all for joining me. I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.